Thank you for tuning in to the Restoration Podcast with James, Evan, and Dave, where we restore yesterday's tools for the craftsmen of today. Welcome to the Restoration Podcast. I'm glad to have you guys all here. I got Evan, I got Dave online with me. We are going to be talking everything restoration. We're going to be talking about the who's, the what's, the where's, the why's, from what to look for to what do you do when it's back at your place to where you can go to find the best resources to get smart on your project uh, to the tools you might need and to the uh, influence you can have on others with the work that you're doing. Gentlemen, I'm so glad that we're here and we're going to be talking about restoration on the Restoration Podcast real quick so that all of our listeners can have a way to get a hold of us. We are on Instagram at the Restoration Podcast. We also have an email, therestorationpodcast at gmail.com. My name, again, is James Hattinger. I live in upstate New York, lived here for a few years. I am a mechanical engineer by profession and I am in the metal fabrication industry. I've been a collector of tools, but mostly hand-me-downs, mostly simple tools, and I really wanted to upgrade my shop, find something unique. Um, Looked around online, new band saws, new table saws, all have really fancy features, but all really outside of my price point. Um, And so I kind of took another look at, at back in history, what was available, and started looking for maybe maybe some projects uh, to tackle. And lo and behold, my neighbor of all people put a combination machine at the end of his driveway, a bandsaw, a table saw, and a joiner all together. A couple conversations and beers later, and I find that machine in my garage uh, with a whole lot of work to perform on it. But uh, it has been one heck of a journey. I found Dave and, and Evan through conversation, just working on how to tackle the small projects to ultimately end up with an amazing machine to take my, my shop to the next level. So that's how I'm part of this game. And I'll let the, the gentleman explain uh, where they're coming from. Dave, you want to take it next? Sure. Hey, uh, guys, I'm Dave Weinman. I, uh, I run the Instagram and YouTube channel Parts and Restoration. Um, I am a firefighter in Philadelphia by trade. I've been living in the city for about t- uh, 10 years now. And it is an excellent place to find old tools and machinery. Um, I got into restoration when I bought a house here in the city that was old and in need of repair. And I went to Lowe's to buy a table saw and I saw plastic parts. I saw made in China. I saw cheap. Um, I saw just things that didn't I didn't like. And I could only think back to the tools of old men that I respected who had deltas and American-made tools that were made well by proud craftsmen. And so that began a hunt um, and for old tools. And it's become a, a passion of mine. The hunt for old machinery is very satisfying. It's exciting. I feel like um, there's lots of things that the average guy doesn't know about searching for old tools that we can help bring to you guys. Um, but I uh, I love restoring old, old cast iron machines and devices. I like... Uh, that's just what I'm all about. So um, my new my new passion these days is making videos of the work that I do and sharing it online. And um, I'm hoping to bring some of my expertise and experience to this podcast as it literally started with no background at all, just an average guy with a screwdriver from Ikea to where I am today um, over the course of a few years, learning all these skills, using YouTube, using resources like, like Evan and uh, James, who are 
you know, trained guys um, and bringing that to the table. So um, I'm looking forward to being part of this. Evan, why don't you take it away, boss? Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Uh, my name is Evan Giese. I live in South Central Pennsylvania. I'm a shop teacher by trade, and I got into the restoration side of things uh, about four years ago when I built myself my first workbench, and I and I decided I needed a, a good vice to put on there. So I, I got a vice. I needed to fix it up. I cleaned it. I painted it, and it went from there. I, I started researching and finding out all these wonderful tools and, and things that were made you know, 50, 60 years ago that are still good. And I, I just kept buying them and fixing them up. And I, I love the mechanics behind them. I love how they work. I love, you know, researching about them and seeing how they were made. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to and happy to share that, that information uh, with our listeners so that they can maybe find their first project themselves and, and get into uh, restoration and see that it's not, it's not, super difficult and they can do it and it only takes a, a limited amount of experience or or none at all just go in and give it a try and and i, I want to share that with others because it really uh became a passion for me and i, I want to share that with others so that they can uh, find that they can do it themselves absolutely awesome so now we're going to discuss our future episodes with you guys we have a lot of great ideas of content that we can share with you Again, our goal is to take someone with no experience at all in restoration and give them the tactics, techniques, and procedures to do restoration, starting with absolutely nothing at all, all the way up to more advanced stuff for the uh, for the collector, for the person who's been in the biz for a little while. Um, so just to let you know already, we've got a strong plan episode. Episode two. Episode two is Restoration 101. We're going to get into the basics. We're going to get into some basic tools, some basic concepts to give you a little bit of background so that we can, so that you can start your very first restoration. And James, uh, what, are, what are some of your thoughts for the, for the next episode? Yeah. Restoration, just, just to start. I mean, it can be daunting to, to see these pictures of tools and antiques and a really, really, you know, forgotten stage. Uh, and, and one might think it might take a, a monumental effort, uh, but it really is is uh, if you break it down into to steps, a, a simpler process than that. And I think we'll be able to shed some light on on organizing your thoughts and approaches and what you might need to take something daunting and make it achievable. So Restoration 101 is definitely going to be the next episode, talking a little bit about the tools involved uh, and how to the right mindset to be in to tackle that first project. Uh, after that, uh, I think we're. This is where this episode we're going to kind of spitball ideas. We'd also like to hear from you as listeners if you've got anything you're interested in us talking about, something special or unique that you've come across. Uh, you can always hit us up on Instagram and email, uh, as we talked about earlier. Um, but for me personally, restoration is a. It really rings all my personal bells, and I like talking about the engineering involved with it, the tool that I'm restoring. You know, it was half a century created before I was even born. And just the, the process to build that tool, how the engineers and the uh, machinists and the operators thought to put a tool together like that to do a job is something I'm discovering, cleaning it up and, and making it move again. So that really gets me excited. I really like seeing the big and heavy and industrial aspect of, of these tools. And, and looking at how they achieve simple motion, how they transfer 
forces and loads and get the job done. So I'm really excited to kind of talk about the mechanics involved with the old and classic tools and, um, and how, you know, those tools from way back then were simpler, were bigger, and, and they could achieve greatness. Uh, and that's something I, I really like to find in each project. Evan, what do you think? What are you excited to talk about? Thanks, James. I'm, I'm very, very excited to get into this episode because I'm sure that we've all made something that, you know, or, or restored something that we were really proud of. And it turned out really nice. And, you know, we, we either cleaned it up and we sanded things down and we painted it and we made it look beautiful. But what I'm really excited to share in this podcast is that you don't have to do that to get something back up and working again. If you find something in a junk pile that is stuck or rusted, you can get it working with, with a, a minimum of tools and a minimum of effort and just get it going again. And I'm, I'm really excited to share that because I think that's important where instead of throwing it out and getting something new, uh, taking something old or taking something that, that may have a broken piece or, or doesn't work as well as it used to, and just doing a little bit of maintenance on it and getting it back in, back in action, um, that would be, that's my ultimate goal is to get people into that and seeing rusted relics as, as an opportunity instead of a detriment. And that, that's really what I'm looking forward to sharing in this podcast Dave, you have something to share with us? Yeah, just segueing, saying, segueing into you, we're definitely going to have a whole, rest, whole episode on rust removal. Most of the tools that you're going to find out in the field are going to be rusty. They're going to be nasty. And like you said, people are intimidated by that. And really, I th- feel like I've found that that is not as big of an obstacle as I thought it was going to be. Much like quicksand, I thought it was going to be a huge obstacle in my life as a child. I learned that it wasn't. Rust is not as big of an obstacle <laughs> as you think it is in your in your restoration life. So I'm excited to to like you said to learn a lot more about or to share a lot more about rust removal to give people that toolbox to overcome that fear that they might have. Yeah, uh, one thing I think we're going to get into are different perspectives. Um, being an engineer, being someone who likes to get the job done, um, I, I'm all about making these tools work uh and give them you know repurpose them and give them new life um and this is where evan and i may disagree of of how much of that history and at what what line do we draw between making it a museum piece and uh and setting the the equipment back up to to take some new beatings uh he and i have already had some discussions about vices and uh, i'm learning that i'm only allowed to acquire vices in my shop that are allowed to take the abuse because if i buy the wrong one i'm in trouble uh, so we'll we'll be, we'll be talking about you know in, in this world you, you do find those uh one of a kind uh items whether it be a vice or a saw hand hand tools things like that that when you get into the history and, and appreciate where it comes from or how rare it is you may approach its restoration completely differently. You may take, you know, a lot more time to go find the one other piece to make it completely original again, as opposed to uh, something that may be more standard in the antique or uh, tool industry where you could put something a little bit more modern in it to give it some life and get it back to a usable state. So talking through those differences, uh, we'll probably have different uh, opinions when it comes to it, but uh, I'm excited to get into those kind of details. How about you, Dave? One thing I'm really excited to talk about is uh, moving heavy stuff. 
a lot of the machines and a piece of equipment that we're interested in restoring and talking about are well over a thousand pounds and you need some special you need some at least some special know-how to start moving things of that size a lot of the really good machines uh back in the day were made with heavy castings and that's what made them so good and acquiring a similar machine today might be made of sheet metal and weigh one tenth of what the old ones weighed so we're going to talk about moving heavy stuff to get it back to your shop how to get it back where you can get your hands on it and restore it um, and without that knowledge, you might just leave it be uh, in the field where you saw it. How about you, Evan? Right. I just want to remind the listeners that uh, we can be found at the Restoration Podcast on Instagram. And we would love to hear from you guys. If you have any topics that you would like to hear an episode on, uh, feel free to contact us so that we can uh, put that into our episode queue and make sure that we're talking about what you want to hear about. Because we have some general ideas going around of what we think you guys are interested in. But we want to make sure that we're uh, suiting your needs and making sure that you guys uh, are getting something out of this podcast. And, and we want to talk about what you want to talk about because we don't know everything. And we want to hear what you guys want to talk about uh, so that we can in- integrate that into our podcast. Nice. Well, any other thoughts before we wrap this episode up? Really appreciate everybody listening in, tuning in. Please get a hold of us. We want this to be a, a four-person conversation with the listener involved. So, again, the Restoration Podcast on Instagram, the Restoration Podcast at gmail.com. Please let us know your thoughts. Dave, anything else from you? No, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. We uh, appreciate your listenership, and we're looking forward to giving you a restoration-tailored podcast that you can learn from enjoy we're looking forward to uh you guys getting to know us and we're looking forward to getting you to know you as well like like my colleagues here said please reach out we're looking forward to hearing from you thank you ladies and gentlemen for tuning into the restoration podcast this has been james evan and dave peace take care Thank you guys for tuning in. This is the Restoration Podcast. Uh, you can find us at the Restoration Podcast. Hold on. Hold uh, on. Stop. Stop. It's the Restoration Podcast. Mr. I started a podcast. <laughs> uh, Dave, can, Dave got a high standard. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the weather and traffic. It's okay.